What's going on, everyone? David Tachinsky back uh, with Jordan Paris, who is a podcaster, author, doing some pretty great things. Um, so thank you, Jordan, for hopping on with me. David, it's a pleasure to be here. I always, I always love when people get into the podcast space like yourself, here, for, here to help. And uh, I love being on podcast myself. It's a lot of fun. And I know you're going to have a lot of fun with this. And we're going to have fun today. Cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, it has been a very fun journey so far. So I'm really looking forward to kind of just seeing where it goes. Absolutely. So yeah, it'll, um, it'll take you, it, it might surprise you. It, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it changed my life for sure. All right. So let's, let's just start there, I guess. When, when did you start podcasting and what made you want to start in the first place? Yeah, that's the number one question. Like what made you start? When, why, how, what? And I have no clue. I really cannot tell you the moment that I decided to start a podcast. All I know is that the first episode, the first two episodes came out on April 17th of 2018. And the only reason I know that is because that's what Apple Podcasts and Spotify say happened. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't really, I wouldn't know. And I, I, I cannot, I cannot think of one time I talked to someone else about it. I cannot think of, uh, it's just, just, it's just not there. I yeah. just decided to do it without hesitation. Like it was just a, a small little innocuous idea that I acted upon. And that's kind of an underlying theme in my entire life of all the good things that have come to me. They all have stemmed from decisions, making me making a decision without hesitation. And nice. the reason behind that is because the more time that I have to think about something, the more likely I am to overthink it and probably blow it. And that's everything from, you know, approaching a beautiful woman across the room to starting a show, to starting a business, to writing a book, to, uh, there's so many things and there's so many examples. Um, and that's really been the key for me. Uh, right. if I don't act upon it right away, I, it, the results are not as good. Yeah, I hear you. So, so take me back even further. I actually just saw your post on LinkedIn today. Um, about working at the restaurant and realizing that you just weren't really meant to uh, have a typical, you know, nine to five day job. Did, was that the first time you realized that or did you realize that kind of earlier in your, in your life? No, it was. I remember thinking, great question, great eye with that post. Uh, yes, I remember thinking like when I was early in high school, you know, even in the beginning stages of that job, Oh, uh, you know, it was all, the only thing on my radar was going to college, getting a degree and getting that piece of paper, getting a job and retiring at 65 and dying three years later. That was the only thing that was on my radar because that's like the American dream that we're sold. That's the story that we're sold. And I like I was fine with that. And a lot of people are fine with that. A lot of people are happy with that. I, I unfortunately realize that I would not be happy with that. I wish I could be because the alternative, you know, building and running a process driven business is really, really hard and really, really complicated. Um, but for some odd reason, it's what makes me a little bit happier. So I opt to do that. And yeah, I worked that restaurant job. I, I got out of there, you know, two and a half years. I worked from uh, busboy uh, to server over that time period. And I, uh, you know, I got out of there and I said, never again, I will never work for anyone ever again. And I, you know, three, four years later, you know, uh, what am I? I'm 21, 
and a half. So I made that decision at 18 and a half. So three years later, here we are. And I've followed, followed through on that promise and there's no nice. back now. So, yeah, so were you already, awesome. were you already in school at the time? Cause I know I did a little, did a little Insta creeping and noticed you, uh, were at love it. Lord of Gulf coast, right? Love it. Yeah. I, 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 by the way, yeah. I love a podcaster who does their homework can always, always tell the difference as a guest and as a listener can tell the difference. Uh, so your question, yeah, I was, yeah, I was at uh, FCCU, yes. Gotcha. So did you end up, um, are you still there now? Or are you, did you, what's your situation there? Quite unfortunately, I am still there. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So Just from, you know, parental pressures, I am, uh, you know, I'm being forced. So it's okay. okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm three out of four years done. So, and, uh, you know, when you, when you graduate, it's like Florida has this program called soar and four where you get your whole entire first year's tuition back. If you graduate within four years and get a job and, or start a business making $25,000 per year. So that's a piece of cake. I just gotta, like, I just gotta get the paperwork that proves that with you know what I do. And so there's, um, you know, it's really, really simple. So I'm just going to get $25,000 right in my pocket. Uh, you know, so it doesn't make sense to drop out right now. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Um, so another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, I know you've, uh, I actually heard your podcast with, um, I think it was Mark Metry where you talk on, about uh, on his show or my show on his show. Yeah. I gotcha. think I listened to the one where he went on yours as well. Um, but you were talking about doing things that um, are kind of unconventional, unconventional and just bring you happiness. And I know that one of those things for you is cheerleading. <laughs> that's funny. That's the only time. That's like one of two times that I talked <laughs> about uh, me, my experience as a college cheerleader. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was a college cheerleader at FGCU for, my freshman and sophomore year, again, a decision without hesitation. Like yeah. I just, and that, that, that story I can tell you, like, I remember that I met, uh, you know, person who's my best friend now, Patrick on a bus. I complimented him on his red pants that he was wearing. I have purple <laughs> pants. I'm looking at him right now. It's like, they're cool. And, uh, so I just like that kind of stuff. Um, I'm the kind of guy that wears red suits, white suits. I have the Gatsby suit, the exact Gatsby suit. Um, everything. And then, uh, so yeah, I just struck up a conversation. He said, he's a cheerleader. I said, wow, I wish I could do that. He goes, you can, yeah, I'll get you to try it with my coach. And next thing you know, a couple of days, short days later, I was on the team and it was a great journey. It was a lot of fun. I met a lot of cool people, experienced a lot of interesting things. And, uh, yeah, it was great. It was a, it was a good experience. So was that something where you initially kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable or did you just kind of just dive right in? Mm, I remember, I remember when I was officially being introduced to the team. Yeah. That first practice and looking out into the, I mean, granted it's only 25, you know, uh, you know, 20, 20 women and, uh, you know, five, six, seven guys. And, and, it was like, I just remember looking out into what seemed like a sea of faces, you know, like this is Jordan and here I am. And they're all sitting down on the gym floor and, and uh, I'm, and I'm, you know, standing up being introduced by the coach and here's Jordan. And I'm just like, I was, I remember feeling a little like dazed, a uh, little, little uncomfortable for sure. And, uh, and of course I had no idea what I was doing. I never, I never once, 
cheer was a cheerleader in my life and never once did a backflip, much less even think of doing a backflip. Like it would never, it never crossed my mind to do a backflip. Mm-hmm. Uh, it never crossed my mind to lift another human being over my head with my hands. It, it it's like throwing people in there. It never really crossed my mind. So it was very, very uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable at all. And I, you know, like the first time I was stunting, I remember, you know, it was like, it was like, who wants to, you know, who wants to work with Jordan? And it was like my first time. And, uh, and you know, girl named Brittany was, was quick to be like, yeah, I'll work with them. And now Brittany's my second best friend. So, <laughs> so it just, it, and it works out. And, uh, you know, I quickly became very comfortable and, you know, indoctrinated and, uh, you know, the, the, within the team and, uh, it was very cohesive and good, yeah. good experience for me. Nice. It was a lot of fun. So but there were, I mean, some of the bad stuff too, like some, like sometimes it freaking sucked, you know, <laughs> it wasn't all great, but right. Yeah. What was your, what were your one or two biggest takeaways from diving into something that made you uncomfortable? Mm. Mm. I've been saying that that's something I, I say there's so much that I took away from it and learned from it. However, I've been saying that like, I don't know that I'm going to fully understand it for a couple of more years, yeah. if not decades. It's, it's still processing still. I mean, yeah. I've been out of it. I've been out of it for 14 months now, uh, about a year. And, uh, can't believe it's been that long even. And, uh, gee, um, you know, if I were to try and, put a pin on what I learned. I'm sure I could come up with something, but right yeah, now yeah. I don't think I can. we don't yeah. want to force it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so you walk, take us back to, you know, you walk out of the restaurant, you realize, all right, this isn't for me. I'm going to make something happen on my own. What was that first, like that first initial step that you took to make that happen? Yeah. Well, I had time of course with, you know, being in high school and, you know, still living with my parents, I had time. It wasn't like I had, you know, excess pressure to go make money right now. So right. You know, I go off to, I mean, I go off to college and I just start doing stuff. Like I just, you know, the, the first week I was on the, with, within a week I was on a cheer team. I was elected president of my resident residence hall. Like I ran for president. I just decided to do that. Like I remember hearing it that you could do that. And I was like, huh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, I, like there was not a doubt in my mind that I was going to do it. I didn't think about it. And, uh, and I was in a, and then I joined a fraternity as well. So a very small thing, but it like contributes to the, the theme of making decisions without hesitation, which yeah. is the framework for my entire life and everything that's happened. And so a couple of months later, when somebody said, Jordan, someone read a, you know, a paper of mine on health, Jordan, you need to start sharing this stuff. I said, like, you know, start a blog. I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So December 2nd, 2016, a website called jordanparishealth.com went up and I started writing every week. Of course, now it's jordanparis.com, but I just did that. Uh, when it came time to, yeah, like, uh, you know, become a personal trainer. Like I just, uh, like I just did that. I knew I wanted to do that. Uh, when it came time to start a podcast, I just did that. When it came time to write a book, I just did that. Uh, you know, and it just, it, it just all happened. Um, yeah. So what was the, what was the original question there again? I forget. What was the first kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. The first, that was slash entrepreneurial. Yeah. That was, yeah. I guess uh, starting the blog and becoming a personal trainer. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was, I was doing that rock and roll with that. And I didn't, I wasn't a personal trainer at a gym. 
I was stubborn and it took me two months to get my first clients because I didn't have any like experience or anything. And I wasn't working at a gym where clients were like kind of handed to me, or at least a little, it was a little easier. I said, no, I am going to work for myself because that was the whole goal of doing this. Yeah. I'm going to go to them. I'm going to be, I'm going to do in home. I'm going to go to their homes and train them there, teach them to be better where they spend their most time. That's what I did. Nice. So how did that venture roll out? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, I, I had to, I had to get savvy. Uh, my, my friend, my roommate at the time, I was a freshman in college. He, uh, after two months of no clients, he said, you know, Jordan, you might have to bite the bullet and go work at LA fitness. I said, no, I said, no, this is <laughs> not the point. That's not the point. So I went on Instagram and I found a CrossFit, like there's a, there's a cross, there's a couple of CrossFit gyms here around here, but I found one of the CrossFit gyms on Instagram and I followed everyone who follows that page. Mm. And not, I, I, I can't tell you how many followed me back. Not many at all. Uh, even fewer, obviously, like took the initiative to click the link to the website in my bio. And one of them out of the thousands, by the way, I got banned from following people for 24 hours. I followed so many. And then when I unfollowed everyone, I got banned from unfollowing people. Like Instagram would not allow me to unfollow people for 24 hours. But one person out of the thousands went to my website, filled out my contact form, and wanted to start training with me. And that was the start. And uh, he's still, you know, two, two years later, two years and two months later, he's, I saw him today. He's a, he's a great friend of mine. Nice. And, uh, and yeah. So a lot of people uh, that I talk to, they have kind of like that one thing that they can remember that was, it just kind of like sparked everything. It's like that first sale or that first client. Was that, Kind of, was that the experience for you when you got that first client or was that more later when you started like selling your book and stuff like that? Mm. I mean, there's so many sparks. There's so many sparks. Like you could go back to in high school when I was in the guidance counselor's office, which I write about in my book. And my mom says, you know, well, Jordan's a sponge, so I know he can do it. All he has to do is apply himself. You know, of course, referring to, you know, Jordan can get better grades than what he's doing right now. And uh, you know, like magic, I started applying myself, started studying. Mm-hmm. And the first two years of high school, I got a 3.1. The last two years of high school, I pulled a 3.7 out of my hat. And so I ended up with an average of 3.4 so I could get into uh, college and move a thousand miles away, uh, which I which I did. That was, that was before I realized grades were an illusion. But hey, I got the job done. It got me into a college. And, uh, and, and I started reading books at the same time. I started, you know, I read Awaken the Giant Within. I read The Mastery of Love after that. And I read How to Win Friends and Influence People, all on my favorites shelf, which you see right behind me. Then that was like a, that, so that was a major spark. And I started volunteering at places too in the same time period. Like that meeting sparked that. The other spark was, you know, of course, uh, you know, starting a blog and becoming a personal trainer. Uh, and then uh, from there, it was like, I guess another spark in a way where it was, like in September of 2018, I kind of almost quit the podcast. Like it was, I started doing only one per week, uh, you know, down from two. And uh, like, it was just, I was at like episode 30 ish, you know, and I was starting to, to do what they call pod fading, you know, episodes become fewer and far, farther between. And eventually uh, they just stop and, 
there's a lot of inactive podcasts in Apple Podcasts, and uh, it's, it's just interesting to see what happens to them. You know, and people quit right. around episode forty and or, or around there, and or you know, even if you get there. Um, but um, which I have, you know, I have no doubt you'll be in it for the long haul, David. <laughs> I know that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I almost quit, and it, it was just like. I just hated it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't, people weren't listening, uh, which is supposed to happen in the beginning. Right. And, uh, so how'd you get that energy back? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, so what started to happen was like, I realized, you know, I was, I was going away on, uh, on vacation uh, for my birthday, for my 21st birthday in the Bahamas, um, Exuma, not, not, not the main Island Nassau, not that that's too mainstream. Uh, and, and that ended up, first of all, being the best trip of my life. I met a gorgeous woman. Um, and, uh, it was just a, it was, it was just like, it was a great trip that reignited something in me. Like when I had not a lot to look forward to mm. and I started to realize like, I need something to look forward to. Like I had nothing on the calendar that was worth looking forward to. Uh, now, you know, I come home and, uh, you know, I actually was seeing the, the, the woman for a month after the, you know, um, cause she ended up living only two hours away. And, uh, you know, so, so I had, you know, so we had like a you know date set and, you know, like I had something to look forward to. And around the same time period, I implemented, for my podcast, a calendar, a booking calendar where guests book. And so now, you know, of course it wasn't like this in the beginning, but now I have guests booked out. I mean, it's, it is, I don't want to give away the date. Let's see. It's, uh, I have guests booked out as far as like, yeah, I book 120 days in advance, like three months. Okay. Uh, and I have probably 20 people booked at a time between 10 and 20. Like right now it's probably at 15. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so, and, and they're very high profile people like James Altucher, like Jordan Harbinger's in August. Dan Locke the other day I saw, right? <laughs> yeah. Dan Locke the other day. Uh, you know, they're obviously I'm really, really looking forward to talking to those people, which is why I don't take requests for people to be on my show. Like I have to be absolutely thirsting for knowledge from you. Like, I am the curator for a reason, you know, because it supports my mental well-being. Right. Uh, you know, when I when I take requests, which like, I really don't, um, it just doesn't doesn't work out. Uh, you know, it doesn't, and I and I like end up resenting it, and I and it becomes a job, and I don't look forward to it, and I resent that person, uh, you know, because I said yes when I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. So now I only take people like that. Uh, and it's benefited the show. It benefited the show, my audience, and my mental health. Yeah. So I, I always have something to look forward to. I think my calendar is really important. Uh, I, I just love my calendar. I'm in there all the time. I actually have it up right now. It's just a great way for me to keep track of everything, too. Like today, I just have so much going on like with you know of course releasing my own episode and me being interviewed three times and then me do performing in an interview and then uh you know like a couple other things in the calendar here like i got to keep this stuff straight 
And yeah. I've, and I've got like, I, of course I've got podcasts in here for months. I've got me being interviewed in here a bunch. Uh, like it's just a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, boil, it, boil it down to a compelling future. Gotcha. So you talked a lot about just kind of going with the flow and going into something without really overthinking. Now from me, I I'm on like the other side of the spectrum where I just overthink everything overanalyze and I'm a horrible decision maker at times. Um, so is that something that just comes naturally to you or is that something that you had to train over time? Right now it comes very naturally to me and I don't have to think about it. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, uh, it comes very naturally. I think in the past, yeah, I wasn't like that. And I was more like yourself and I was thinking too much. Uh, I don't know that I have specific examples. I know I was writing about one the other day. I can't remember what it is, but yeah. And, and I don't, I don't exactly know how I, I, I trained it. It was just like repetition. Uh, I just like happened a couple of times and then the pattern continued and I kept doing it and then it became my default mode. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. It's hard, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. I hear you. I've been trying to train myself to be more like that and just make really quick decisions on just like meaningless stuff. Like what am I going to order at this restaurant or you yeah. know, what, what sweatshirt am I going to wear? or whatever. Just yeah. Like, oh, I feel that both, out of the way. both of those examples. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, that's something that I'm trying to work on too. Cause even, even like responding to a message, like just do it right there in that moment. Cause either you're going to forget or it's going to be in your head and you, it's like another thing that you just got to like keep track of. It's door, it's taking up space on your hard drive. It's yeah. taking up CPU and you, you have less CPU to, you know, processing power to devote to, other things. So like even just micro, micro things, not just the macro things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Mm -hmm. So I noticed on your LinkedIn profile, you have a bunch of FAQs. <laughs> Wait, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it saves me. It saves me a lot of time. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask because I'm assuming people just ask you repeatedly the same questions over and over and then you just wanted to put a stop to it. I'm assuming that's the inspiration. That is exactly the inspiration. Dude. <laughs> it's, it, it is exactly it. And the, the biggest things for me, uh, you know, of course there's like normal questions on there. Like, why did you start your show? Uh, like what, what episode should I start with? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and however, there's questions like, you know, that I get all day, every day. Do you have 30 minutes to get on the phone? No, I don't have 30 minutes. I don't work for you. I don't. I don't. I want to hear your inspiration. I want to hear more about your story. Like it's out there. Yeah. It is out there. And for you to like say that, I mean, maybe it's a little well-intentioned, but I perceive it as extremely, extremely selfish because it is out there like so many times on so many podcasts, on my podcast on my website, you just go to my pout page. Like yeah. it is all there and it's really easy to find that I, I just, it's not scalable for me to get on 30 minute phone calls that turn into an hour sure. with everyone. Uh, it, it's just not scalable. I wish I could accept them all, but I, I simply cannot. I yeah. have to protect my time wealth. Uh, the, the other main thing on there is like, 
Can I be on your show to share my story? No, you can't. Uh, for like, reasons we just described, yeah. Yeah, for, for reasons we just described. And everyone wants to share their story. Everyone has a story. Everyone wants to share their story. Like, right. I, 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 it's respectable and I get it. Uh, you know, your story should be heard. But I don't know that my show is the one to, uh, for it to be shared on. I just sure. don't know that it is. Um, and again, I'm not really, I'm not, you know, I'm not thirsting. Uh, I need to be thirsting for it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the, I love the, 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 the FAQ. I mean, people still ignore it, but uh, it, which is just, which just makes it all, which just proves even more like, yeah, <laughs> the person did not do their due diligence at all. Do you, just, do you ever, do you ever just like, if you get that question again, just be like, refer to LinkedIn bio or whatever. I've done it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I've, I've literally said, like I've literally copied and, and, and pasted it. Like, uh, you know, in a very kind way, like, you know, Hey, so-and-so thanks for reaching out. Like I, you know, I actually, I, I'll copy and paste the, from the FAQ section of my bio and I'll just it right there. Gotcha. That way, like, it's hard for me to reject people too, but like the phone call and the story uh, and, and the podcast, because so, so like when it's in my bio, it's like less direct yeah, and yeah. less personal. So I, I hurt less feelings. It's, it's just better and more efficient all the way around. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you ever get upset over, um, people like me that ask you to be on podcasts and you're like, oh man, I feel like I've shared the story a thousand <laughs> times before. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I don't. But I mean, however, I will do my due diligence there and like make sure like, I mean, I don't accept everyone and I don't have like too defined of a filter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, you seem like you just get it, David. So, so like, I'm, that's why I'm here. Uh, and, and I, you know, and I'm of course, um, you know, very happy with my decision. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like that. I like being a guest on shows. If you, awesome. if you reach out to, uh, press at jordanparis.com if you want me. <laughs> gotcha. So, so if I'm, um, this is something I've actually asked some of my other guests as well, but, so someone like you who knows what their time is worth and, you know, it's not uh, the easiest to get in contact like on the phone or whatever, what is a way that you would prefer that people would reach out? Like what is the best way if I wanted to be on your show or if I wanted to interview, what's the best way to go about that for someone out there? Amazing. This is so helpful for people who are listening. This is so actionable. And I mean, you just... You, you just get it, man. Like you're, I, I'm surprised this is within your first 10 shows. Like this is great. Uh, this is making really me good. blush, man. Yeah. Really good <laughs> indications because if you listen to mine, I freaking sucked and I, you're, you're probably already better than me, <laughs> but, uh, there's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the way to do it is like never ever under any circumstances go in with an ask on the first message you have to like decide right off the bat to commit to playing the long game people they play the short game they're looking for the quick win what can this person do for me right now what what can i get right now and if they don't if they if they don't get anything right now they're not interested Hmm. you can separate yourself from the pack by just playing the opposite game by playing the long game there you can just like just build rapport over a really, really long period of time, like a couple of months, even years, if it's someone really high profile, and then go in 
with an ask at the perfect time because you play the long game. I recommend, I guess with people, I'll say for myself what I really love. When people comment on my posts and like there's, there, there's a good, good amount of people that I recognize that comment on my posts every single time. And those people, they, they get past the, like if it's your first time commenting on my post, a lot of times I'll just like, there's so many comments, I'll just reply with a heart. Mm -hmm. However, you can get past that filter with me. Like you can bypass that by commenting on my post over a bit longer of a period of time rather than a one-off comment. Yeah. And I, I recognize those people and I'm like, and, and I give them a more personal comment. Uh, and, and then from there, it's like, you can just, I mean, you message me, don't ask for anything. Uh, like just, uh, it's, it's good. Don't, and, and don't like shower people with praise, like give them a compliment, like in, in, engage with them, engage them with a compliment, like one or two lines, like nothing, but don't, I wouldn't like overdo it and put them on a pedestal because of course, then they're on a pedestal and they just want to swatch you away that when people, you know, needy is creepy when people are, you know, when people are needy, you know, our inclination is to kind of push away or run away or, you know, so, um, yeah, just over a long period of time, like continue building the rapport. And then when the time is perfect, I mean, you'll know when you can go in for that ask. It's all about playing the long game is all about maximizing the possibility that you get that. Yes. That right. favorable outcome. It's you with, with each day, with each comment, with each message, you increase your chances. Nice. Yeah. And, and, uh, the way that I try to go about it usually is, and this is what I reached out to you initially, I think as well as I, I did the, like I commented on a couple of your LinkedIn videos and stuff. And then I would send um, something along the lines like, Hey Jordan, I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast. I tried sharing it with some of my friends. Like, is there anything I can do to help share your message or anything? The, the, the listener of the show for me specifically is like really, um, key like i that, that's kind of the key to my heart it is yeah <laughs> yeah nice so uh, I, I will i will fight to the death for my listeners <laughs> <laughs> that's good so um you've had some awesome guests um and i know you have an episode launched explaining how you got those high profile guests so i won't ask you about that i'll have the viewers go on your show and, and hear about that but um are there any guests that have kind of stood out where you just kind of like really got that one action item or that one thing that really changed your mindset? I, I really love, of course, is a really big guest, but it was just a really good episode. Like he just, I, I, I love this guy, uh, Mark Manson, uh, episode 99, jordanparis.com slash EP 99. There it is. And uh, he, he's just so fun. We had, we had the time of our lives. Like we were just laughing, you know, it was, it was very conversational. It was very fun. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget it. Like it was good. Uh, and stay tuned for the James Altucher interview coming out on July 1st. If, if all things like go according to plan, I think it, it would be episode 119. I'm really not sure. It's hard to, I, I don't know it off the top of my head that far out, but gotcha. um, you know, someone else, Ron Carucci, who, you know, he, he contributes to Forbes and 
Harvard Business Review, Business Review, longtime contributor there for many years. And uh, he does some great work with his with his agency, Navalent. And he, he knows like psychology within the workplace inside and out. Like he runs studies on that. And he's, he's great. And so that episode, wasn't expecting it, but it, he blew me away. He's like an energizer bunny. And uh, it, was, it was really a compelling conversation. That's episode 102. And uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, like there's so many things that, I, I, like I, I am a student, uh, you know, I listen, like I, I, a lot of times I'll take action on some of the things that I learned. Like, you know, I remember, I mean, Jeremy Ryan Slate in episode 67, a great friend of mine, I was just on the phone with him uh, a couple of minutes ago. And he, uh, I mean, there was a couple of things I took away from that and that like my interview style kind of, kind of changed after that. Uh, cause he's a great podcaster himself. And we talked about that and his, um, and the way he reaches out to people and the, the tools that he uses, um, that, that really was a game changer for me. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I always like to ask as well, do you have any like daily habits or rituals that you uh, like to implement to kind of keep your mind uh, yep. high performing? Yep. Reading, exercise, eating right. Uh, doing meaningful work, doing work that matters for people who care. Uh, nice. Yeah. Those are, Beautiful. Those are the things. Those are the things. Smiling, well, Jordan. Talk about people. Well, I guess we will cut it off here. I appreciate you hopping on. Um, if you have not checked out the Growth Mindset University podcast or book, please do yourself a favor. Go check it out. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys got some value out of this episode. And thanks again, Jordan. You the man for hopping on. David, you are the man. Thank you very much. Cool. Thanks, guys.